Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the pregame show for another episode of Jim Goes Personal. We are going to blow your socks right up your legs, over your waist, and through your armpit holes of your t-shirt here. Uh, We have a lot of exciting developments happening with the show, including, as soon as I start talking here, the sound of a dog's footsteps walking up and now sniffing me. I think that's going to be a regular bit on the show, but it's real. I don't know if it's a bit, if it's real. Speaking of bits, our conversation this evening went a little long, so I don't want to drag it out too much, but I am working on some regular bits that we'll be injecting into the program. First one that comes to mind is the 11 p.m. check-in with Craig McPants, see where he's at on the mixture of beers old fashions and Jack and Cokes probably once a weekend could be multiple check-ins. We'll have to see some guests run long, some run a little shorter. I do have a, another first this week. We have a non-league member interview with an asterisk. It is a former league member. Many of you know him as Willow Fart, at least in my household, dating back to Oh, second, well, third grade, he was Wing Lee. Uh, At some point, he became Willow Fart, and my parents still, from time to time, ask how Willow Fart is doing. In past episodes, he's been referred to as Blanso, and of course, Stu. Um, That going back to a car collision with, I think, late, great Stu Jackson, former... NCAA basketball coach of great honor and fame. Unfortunately, not to, I don't think I'm supposed to downplay the episode in the intro, but we didn't get into that with Blanso today, but he did once he figured out what the hell was happening uh, with the recorded phone call um, and that we are building already the number two ranked podcast in the household. We're, and we're building and growing trying to get up into the double digits on listens here, but he has already indicated a willingness to come back to the program. As far as a willingness to come back to the big league fantasy football, greatest league ever, you'll have to just listen to the episode. All that being said, I know I've talked a great deal about categorizing episodes, so people that don't want to hear a bunch of crap about fantasy football, I can't imagine who they would be or really who else would be listening, Um, can skip over these episodes. However, with Blanso, it is a unique thing. It's a past member, and we do delve into the, a little bit into the world of artificial intelligence, just a real light smattering of background for Blanso, as well as a little family insight related to the U.S. men's national team. This is about as long as I can talk without having to stop and having nothing planned to say, so we're going to hit a little transmission. Uh, transmission, Son of a bitch, I had it. I am uh, almost had it. We're going to have a transmission that we're going to put in the car uh, to rev up our engines here a little bit for Pimper. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be an engine rev, but it's going to sound a lot like the aforementioned nine-second jazz riff 
that Pemper listens to before turning off the episode. Thanks for being a fan. Don't forget to hit subscribe or I actually don't even really know what the buttons are, but uh, I do get feedback from people, usually sometimes positive, usually a complaint, um, but we appreciate the listeners. Last bit, as always, go check out Birds on Topic. That's the number one rated podcast in the household. You can find it on podcast hosting sites like Spotify, iTunes, Anchor.fm, probably Google Play or something like that. Just search Birds on Topic. Follow them. It's much better. Your family and your children will become enamored with the program and become regular listeners. A little preview. Look for an upcoming episode with one of Pulaski's finest, Laura Galarno will be on the program. Birds on topic, that is, not Jim Goes Personal. That would probably be weird. Hit the music! And one more thing before we get to our actual guest. Just a little uh, shout out for people thinking about doing their own program and learning how to do a podcast, there is a very special way of picking out the little intro music and interesting sounders that you can uh, add into your podcast. And again, this this goes out to my favorite listener who only listens to the 13-second music portion. I carefully selected this previous little jingle because it was the first one on the list and I just used it. So now you know a little behind the curtain, behind the scenes, decision-making process. Hello, Bledsoe! Welcome to another episode of Jim Goes Personal. We are going live here with a guest that is really had a frenzied anticipation from most of the the listeners to the program uh we did a we just conducted a 35 second pre-show phone call and i guess i got to introduce you first um we we know you as Stu, uh as blanco some mm-hmm. people even know you as as willow fart um sure you mentioned that you had no idea what I was talking about and about the show. Is was that true or were you kind of joking around there? No, I would say that I would say I would say that's true. I uh not really sure um what this show or recording or any of that stuff is about, so I'm I'm going in completely blind, but I'm I'm happy to participate. That is uh that is how I like it. Um I I also pretty much go in blind. I did. I do have an envelope in front of me with, um, if I added it all up, there's probably seven words on it. And I've said about three of them already because one of them was willow fart. Um, essentially, we've been going over a thing you're familiar with called the big league. <laughs> and and as part of part of the show is really Going beyond the big league, this is really the first episode that's going to cover multiple disciplines of 
fantasy football in the big league, but also real-life intrigue, and even, as you mentioned earlier, a possible anecdote about U.S. men's national team soccer, um, which we'll get to at some point. It's probably good that you don't know what I'm talking about because it gives an opportunity to explain uh, a little bit more to a lot of the listeners that also generally have no idea what I'm talking about or what the show is about, which brings me to my point is we're kind of trying to get a little audio history, uh, you know, documented in perpetuity, as I like to say, the the history of the big league, the major players mm-hmm. in the big league. And sure. it's kind of stumbled across an idea that uh, between all of our friends, this is primarily friends and acquaintances, in a lot of cases, you know, like one guy named Zimdog, uh, Izzy, you know, these guys probably have great firefighter and EMT stories. You know, we got guys that run businesses. And I would say generally we don't talk a lot about each other's jobs. I mean, you and I do, so that's a little bit of an exception. But, uh, you know, trying trying to document a good 45 you know, minute conversation on on our lives that we can share. But I should probably let you talk at some point. Let's talk about the big league. You yeah. were an early member and um what do you what do you remember most fondly about your time in the big league? Yeah, so I was I was an early member. Um I certainly I certainly enjoyed all the years that I was in the league. There's a few things that I remember very fondly about it. I would say um, at the top of the list were the the drafts, um, which I still think is probably the best part of any fantasy football league versus kind of the ongoing management of um, a not real football team. But I'll say the drafts were always a good time, particularly the drafts way back in the day um, at Mike's uh, Mike's house where you kind of did it in that screened-in porch, and then he had the pool outside. So. I I certainly enjoyed that and then sort of the, you know, the ongoing tomfoolery that usually happened with it. So I think that was fun. It was always good getting together with everyone, certainly because, you know, as people spread out, particularly after college, you just didn't get to see folks that often. So it was really nice to do that. There was a period of time where people were wearing jerseys to the draft of guys they were going to keep. I think that was a highlight. I, I remember Bond having a homemade jersey once, which, which was cool. I had a Jamal Lewis jersey, which I wish I still did because I'd probably get good use out of it. But I would say those are um, those are some of the fun times. And I would say the introduction of, as we got a little bit older, um, the winner being able to call the spot, which was generally where they lived, at the, the draft location. So there were some very fun drafts and um, very hot drafts as well in, uh, in Arizona. I remember a very hot one in Denver, very windy one. Um, in Minneapolis. Uh, so those are, uh, those are say, the good times. I would say um, some of the things that I didn't enjoy as much were some of the ensuing tech streams that, that, kind, of, um, that kind of happened because it kind of uh, it took over a little bit of, <laughs> of the football season itself. But I'm always a fan of the big league, although I stepped away. I, I still keep track of it loosely from the sidelines. I will give everyone, including you, a little update here. Over the last several years, um, particularly from 
late 2015 on, you didn't really miss much in the text chain. It was primarily nonsense and okay. and or combative text messaging after 11 p.m. So you didn't That'll you didn't miss much there. Okay, that'll happen. I guess the other thing I'll mention is there's just, you know, there's always, there usually was, you know, people are just always looking to have a good time. I think people kind of marked, um, I guess, what it would have been the weekend before Labor Day, typically is the weekend of the draft. Um, Correct. And it was always just, you know, it's kind of a, a good way as you're kind of getting towards the end of the summer to sort of wrap things up. So, yeah, good times, good times all around. And, I mean, I will say, even though I you know, I, I took a I took a break from the league. I still did participate one or two years, um, particularly when more members of the league started picking up golf, which is something I kind of picked up as well. I did always enjoy that. So that's it's good to know, and it's good to know about the text message stuff that I didn't miss anything. I once in a while I do get roped into that. Swanee, you know, periodically will throw me in a strand or something else, and then I, I usually have to try to figure out how I can stop that on my on my phone or ask somebody to remove me because it gets a little overwhelming. What sort of handheld technology device are you rocking these days? I am rocking, uh, I, I believe they call it an iPhone. Uh, not, the, not the latest iPhone. I think I have like an iPhone 10. So that is what I have in my hand right now. And it does the job. Takes calls. You can use the internet. Um, good for texting. If you're into social media, you can do that. Good for email. So it works. There has been um, some developments where you can mute text chains on your phone, and I found that pretty effective um, from for a number of text message chains. I'm actually in a another fantasy football league, if you can believe it, called the Hudson Raider fantasy football team. Um, okay. Nothing to do with nothing to do with the Pulaski Red Raiders, uh, totally different city and high school uh, crew of people. And they are, um, it's my nephew's league. And so all the guys are, I guess they're all like 30 now, pushing 30. Mm-hmm. Some of them are a little older. And then I'm like the old man. And there were times when there would be hundreds of text messages, um, usually not about football. Some other sort of flare-up would happen in that chain. I guess they have some other chains, and um, they kind of keep that one alive just for me. But uh, I was able to use the mute function on that chain. And then I did I did actually get harassed by one of the people in accounting at the office uh, when they noticed the text chain volume or the texting volume on my phone, like a teenage um, girl pretty much in volume. Yeah. And I, I just, it didn't matter. It doesn't cost anything. I just explained like, yeah, it's just these fantasy football league chains where there's 13, 10 or 10 to 12 um, people on there. So every text is times 12. It's a little embarrassing to have that conversation though. Oh, I would, I would agree. And I did utilize the mute, and I still do utilize the mute. You know, it's like I, there's a text ran with all the guys on my street and everybody on my street and everything else. And, yeah, there will be a barrage of things like a fox going through someone's backyard, which doesn't, doesn't really concern me that much. So I usually shut those. I usually put those on mute. But to your point, you know, you'd come back maybe after a day back, you know, when when – Life was a little different. You come back from a day of traveling and have 
a ton of messages and I try to sift through them and I think sometimes I just get mad. I just wanted to find them to go. I just wanted them to go away. <laughs> um, we kind of danced around it a little bit, mentioning life changes a little bit, but I do. I credit the league and, in particular, the draft with providing a landmark sort of day for, you know, when you were coming. At, even after you're out, 10 to yeah. 13 to 14 or 15 every once in a while, adult males all able to get together on, you know, two or three days in a row for, I mean, that really helped. It had, when you look back, it helps cement some friendships and connectivity that has residual value. I would, uh, no, I would agree. I would agree with that. That is, uh, it, it was a nice way. It was always a nice way to kind of, get some people together, um, you know, they go stretch back a long time from different kind of uh, sections of your life. So I, I do think it was, I do think it was and still is, um, still is a lot of fun. So hope to, hope was, to do more drafts. I hope to do more drafts. And the thing I don't miss is the actual draft, which I've learned. So, you know, I've had some unique roles. Sometimes I get to manage the music in the draft. Um, you know, sometimes manage like, the actual draft or that happens a little less. Sometimes I get to do some analysis after the draft. That role kind of stopped because I wasn't actually keeping up with the NFL outside of the Packers. So for, for people that weren't on the Packers, it was hard for me to provide any relevant commentary. But, you know, if anybody picked Frank Gore or Antonio Gates or anyone else or some of the guys I used to like to get on my team, I could I could still let them know what was what the potential was. I will say a recent episode with Dub C, he did uh, specifically mention, mention Blanzo as, you know, a past league member that uh, he, yeah. he missed being in the league. He did not bring up, not at least not right off the bat, like Spielman or Shat. Um, okay. I kind of don't even remember who that is, but uh, yeah, you were, I think you're, you're the guy, you're the guy that, uh, I mean, really, we'd we'd probably expand it back to thirteen teams or whatever. However, whatever needed to happen, if let's say the big H bomb got super into football and you had no choice but to religiously follow fantasy football and thought, well, I might as well get back in, then I'm sure we'd make a structural adjustment. Nice. Well, thank you. I, I'm glad to know that there's a potential invitation out there should things change. Another thing that came up across some of the episodes, and again, I, I kind of mentioned it earlier, is that, that sometimes you you kind of figure out that you don't know a lot about somebody's very interesting things that they do. And so I wanted to bring up, I mean, you you basically know everything there is to know about artificial intelligence. Is, would you say that's accurate? Uh, some Some days it, it looks like I've worked in the field. A little bit. Other days, I know less. But yeah, I've uh, I've spent a little bit of time working in sort of the artificial intelligence and machine learning and data analytics field. So yes. And is that a current? I know you you had some switches in there, and um, mm -hmm. I can't remember exactly if you're directly with one of the big tech people now, or if uh, you're kind of like an offshoot of that. But are you doing similar? types of things that you did over the last couple of steps for work? I have, yeah. So for like the last six months, I have been a large technology company. Um, 
selling their data analytics and AI products to a, a group of customers in sort of the greater Chicago area. So I am. I'm still. Um, I'm still pretty close to that in terms of helping large organizations figure out kind of how to leverage different types of technology. So yeah, it is expanding on a lot of the work that I did with a number of different startups over the course of the last call it five or six years. So I am still I am still doing it day to day, you bet. Do you find that a big portion of your job is education um for clients and potential clients or do they um the types of companies you're working with do they have an actual you know I don't I don't know if cohort is the right word, but mm-hmm. someone that kind of starts off have an idea having an idea what you're gonna talk about and you know, there's already some uptake there or, or are you ever starting just from raw with, you know, CEO guy that's like, yeah, our newspaper ads are still doing pretty well here. Yeah. Um, I, I think that's a good, I think it's a good question because I think there's been a pretty large evolution at least in the last probably about the same amount of time that I've been here. So I, I do think five years ago, a lot of it was, um, you know, people would be willing to take meetings, but they just kind of wanted to pick your brain to figure out, what other companies are doing or what you're doing or what you're seeing or what you're reading and other things. But I, I do think at this point, um, you know, most of the companies that I talk to, which are again, decent size, have a pretty good idea of, and I think it's less around the terms, but more about how technology can help, you know, help them in, in what they're trying to do, which is generally how do you sell more of my product or how do I, you know, reduce risk or how do I, you know, figure out more efficient ways to do things. So I do think people have an idea. They may not know the individual components, um, but I think that's kind of where we fit in. So, or maybe someone like I fit in, which is, you know, just kind of being like the liaison between what a company is trying to do with technology and whether that's like machine learning or other things and, and what they're going to do. And I mean, I think at this point people recognize anyone that uses you know, Spotify or whatever else, you know, you get a pretty good Spotify or Apple Music or whatever else gets a pretty good idea of the kind of music you listen to, what other people like you like, and what you might want to, you know, might want to listen to. And it's just going to get smarter over time. And, you know, Google Maps or Waze or whatever else are kind of all do the same thing. So there's just, I think it's interesting from a technology standpoint that, you know, it's just, there's massive amounts of data out there now and you can use it to improve your products or, you know, learn learn more about your customers or do whatever else. So I do think that um, I do think people in general, you know, are are a lot are a lot more well versed. I mean, I I think even like my mom and dad, who are pretty far away from it, um, have an idea of you know kind of how some of these things work now. So yeah, I think people are are much further than they were a few years ago for sure. Speaking of pulling the curtain back a little bit here, it's a perfect in discussion drop in here this episode will be available on spotify and itunes um probably in a couple of hours i got to do a little manipulation um of the audio and they'll be available for you i'm actually the number two rated household um podcast and um, i get a lot of support from the number one rated household podcast called birds on topic also available on spotify and iTunes, and of course, I will send those links and encourage you to follow and share. And you could send envelopes of cash to you know whatever, whatever 
you know, you think the value of this conversation is is to you and sure. really to the greater good of of humanity. Okay, good to know. Good to know. I did not know it was that high on the list. Yeah. Yep. Number two in the household. Um, trying to trying to make up ground by having exciting guests. I did have some. I actually get some feedback. I got some feedback from Pemper. Um, okay from the, the Arizona syndicate, he said he listened to the little jazz music sounder that, which is mm-hmm. I think nine seconds long and then he turned it off. So, you know, we get, it's not always like super positive. Mixed feedback, bag. But, um, mixed bag. Yeah. Mixed bag. Yeah. We're going to, I was thinking uh, after the show, maybe we could talk about uh, I could, what kind of dollar amount investment we could make to do some, some analysis and you know push push the show up the ranks and you know get a guy like like Pemper to become a fan even like almost like he can't help it like it's so in his face on his phone he's like I got to I got to listen to this kind of uh um, cuz that's what you do right you just help companies brainwash uh people into using using their service um right no that is one way that is one way I, I will be inserting a laugh track there because that was a joke, and I'll actually probably just probably just delete that. In our pre-show breakdown uh, via text, you men- mentioned a U.S. men's national team soccer anecdote, um, and I've been eager to hear that bit of information. Yeah, so this was uh, I, I share it because I know you are a, a fellow soccer fan, and um, I did see last night that I, and I did not actually recognize, which shows that I'm not a huge fan, but I I saw last night that the U.S. was playing El Salvador, and um, my son, who's five, and I were downstairs in kind of like our playroom, and he's got like the Fisher-Price goal and whatever else. I have a much smaller goal that I have to try to score on. And we usually play, you know, we'll play, I don't know, 20 minutes, 30 minutes a night, and I usually get beat pretty soundly, you know, somewhere between 10 and 15 to usually two or three is usually what, what ends up happening. And I'd flipped on the game in the background as we're having dinner. And um, our daughter, who's two, needed to go up to bed. And I left the, I left the game on um, downstairs. And, you know, I took 20 minutes or whatever it was and got her pajamas, read her some books, and got her to bed. And about halfway through, halfway through it, the five-year-old came running up the stairs and um, slid on his knees and said, they scored, they scored. It's one to zero, USA scored. And I'm like, oh, wow, that's great. Good for you. I'm glad you saw it. And, you know, kind of went back in doing my, doing my thing with our daughter and got her down. And in the meantime, um, and my wife was upstairs as well, she went down and she – found the five-year-old on the couch chanting USA, USA, USA. And <laughs> I can say that I've never I've never chanted USA in the house. I'm sure I have at different points, the Ryder Cup or other things, or have gotten fired up. But he, on his own behalf, just was, was doing the, the country chant, which I didn't see. I wish I had it on video, but I just, like, I got a huge kick out of it coming downstairs. Um that that actually happened. And he, he's one, if you ask him about these things, he'll just say, uh, none of your business, dad. Um, you know, so <laughs> I didn't get any, I didn't get any of the details. I didn't get any of the details, but 
I was happy. It was cool that he he was he was interested in soccer and that he was feeling the country pride. And I think one of the things for anyone that's a parent of kids around these age, he's really putting together. And we did talk about it at the beginning of the game. Is El Salvador a state? Where are they? You know, is it a country? So just trying to figure out what's a country, you know, like what is, you know, he gets confused a little bit with continents, which is a kind of a whole different thing. So we're trying to explain where El Salvador was and he wanted to know what the weather was like there and, you know, why everyone was cold and everything else. So, um, but yeah, it was, uh, it was good. I was happy for him that he was feeling, feeling the country pride. That's uh, that's actually pretty awesome to hear um, yeah. that he's getting into it um, on his own, and I assume you'll be potentially dialed in or at least maybe turning the TV on while if maybe say in the afternoon it's two o'clock Sunday, USA versus Canada, and another World mm-hmm. Cup qualifier that might be around nap time for your daughter. You could just leave the room and. Maybe we'll get some goals. Um, I'd say head right up at in the first half and just stay upstairs, stay out of the room until you hear some knee slides and some USA chants. Um, from exactly. The exactly. Exactly. So yeah, that was a that was a that was a pleasant surprise yesterday for sure. I have to tell you, one of my favorite things that I've stumbled into is stopping by your parents' house in the summer. Mm-hmm. up at the lake i feel like that might be that could possibly be probably not because we had the door county draft but it's like two out of the last three times i saw you were like nice family time up on the shores of lake michigan i call it some people call it the bay they're the same body of water and it's uh how are they doing did they travel at all this yeah. winter did they they did. They did. No, it's, it is always fun to go up there. One of my favorite places to, to be for sure. My parents are on the road. They bought an RV um, about a year and a half ago and they're actually, they're taking their longest trip yet. So right now they drove um, from Wisconsin. They stopped in Chicago for a couple of days and hung out here. And then they drove straight south down to Texas and they're doing kind of a three month um, south southwest swing. They're, in El Paso for a couple of days right now. They spent mm-hmm. some time in Dallas and San Antonio. They'll be heading over to uh, New Mexico and a few spots in Arizona. I think they're going to do uh, Bryce Canyon as well, a little bit of Utah, and then kind of head back. So they're doing like a three-month swing where the weather's less than spectacular in this part of the country. They're going to go hang out and do that. So, yeah, they're just they're knocking out um, different parts of the country. So – Get some cool pictures here or there, um, but yeah, they're they're sort of doing they're sort of doing their thing. They're like in like an RV life, and they'll get back to uh, get back to the Midwest uh, end of end of March. Do you circling back around to the start here? Mm-hmm. Are you aware of any of the results of the big league this year as far as champions go? You know what? I actually am not. I am not this year. Um, I feel like I've known this in years past. Um, I do know that the draft last year, if I'm not last year, I'm one year old, I believe Swanee won it, um, I think, because I think he picked Arizona for it. So, you know what? I actually do not know who won it this year. Who won it? Uh, Well, it was Commander Jones. Um, You might know him a little better as 
Mike, two championships in a couple of years for old Mike, and um, the draft is has not been 100% locked in yet, but I think um, we did. We, there's an episode. I'll send the episode. You, you get get uh, totally caught up to speed on all you know things in little 30 minute chunks. I'm sure you're you're gonna love it and carve out part of each and every week uh, to stay afloat on on things. But um, it seemed like initially Door County he was kind of going away from that because we just did it and he. Uh, he was maybe going with the old V. I think it's the V special is Nashville or is that Austin? I don't know. Somebody has a Nashville and Austin, you know, all these great ideas. Um, but I I tried to pitch a little bit the idea that the Door County draft um, was a little incomplete due to, uh, you know, capacity restrictions and thoughts on uh, – how things were going back in uh, old 2020 there. So um, sure. there could could be a Northeast Wisconsin reset there. Um, I think it helps that we are 10 out of 12, our Midwest now. So back to the Midwest. Well, that's, that is good news. I did not know that. So at, at least it does tell me that um, I guess people aren't bragging in separate text train uh, threads about, about winning the league. I did not know that. So, I always, I'm I'm a big fan of the Door County location. I had a blast when the last draft was up there. Granted, I missed the draft itself, but I enjoyed the I enjoyed the golf. Um, you know, we played two rounds up there. I think you were on the squad where we kind of got rained out part of the second day. We took a little pause and then the rain stopped and we went out and played some more, which was um, which was a blast. So there's. Huge fan of that. Huge fan of that as a draft location. There's um, a couple nice golf courses up there. You know, there's some breweries that we've got some local ties to that um, certainly like to support. But it's good to know. Good to know. I was not aware of that. I'll add on to that that I forget a lot of things in life. Um, that's well documented. Hopefully less as I will try to record every phone conversation I have and make it into an episode so then I can in theory, go back and remember things. But I will not likely forget anytime soon that that second nine holes uh, in the in the ending, sometimes starting, misting rain, just because our opponents wilted and just stayed in the clubhouse and had beers, right. and we, we still went out and we celebrated every hole. It's really the best-case scenario. Every hole was a victory for us because the other team – was not strong enough to continue. And it was, uh, it was, I, I don't know if joyful, but it's like the most joyful golf I participated in. Cause you just keep, you just keep winning. It was, it was great. Well, not only that, I think the interesting thing, there are a lot of sports that get trickier to play where you can't have as, you know, you, you want to kind of, you know, you want to stop playing because you want to go have drinks. But the beauty of golf is you can continue to have as much fun as you're having at the clubhouse, but be on the course and do other things. So um, that was, uh, I thought that was, that was a lot of fun. Plus, I mean, um, yeah, again, everybody, no one really had family obligations or anything else. So you could do that. So it was, it was a good time for those of us who brave, brave through it. And it ended up being pretty dry from, what I remember after after the first few holes. So well, I got to take you, or I got to thank you. I got to edit that out. I got to thank you for taking 
some time out of your busy day and and join in the big league episode of Jim Goes Personal. And um, we might have to hear from you again sometime, um, but we'll we'll try to get you in the loop as much as you'd like to be for the league in the draft going forward. Um, and hope you get the big man watching the match on Sunday. That sounds good. Thanks for having me. I, I appreciate it, and I'd certainly be happy to come back on the show. Now I've got a little bit of – now towards the end of this, now I've got a little better idea of how everything works. I'm certainly, certainly interested in doing that. So thanks for reaching out. I uh, I appreciate it. It was good, good catching up. Lastly, I heard I'll see you in uh, about three weeks. That is the truth. So I did not – again, not knowing the format, <laughs> no format or how this goes – um, I was going to let you know that yes, I will be uh, I'll be up in Minneapolis in three weeks, which very much looking forward to. So uh, should be a good President's Day weekend. I hear I'm sure the weather will be great in Minneapolis, uh, middle of February. So so that should be good. But yeah, looking looking forward to it. Haven't uh, haven't gone out and done a whole lot as of late. So it'll be it'll be good to see some folks. So we should um, we should definitely coordinate. You know, sometime probably post podcast what that looks like. But yeah, that would be great. I will be uh I will be up there ready to rock. You've always been a big president's day guy. I like it. Oh, it's huge. It's huge. It is huge for me. Yeah. If anyone out there is still conscious, which I somewhat doubt after having your mind blown by that particular conversation, stay tuned. We got some big things coming down the pipe already scheduled on the docket. A former NFL great in one episode, another episode with a 1990s Canadian Junior Hockey League All-Star, as well as the ever-mentioned, greatly anticipated episode about the Bond fantasy football dynasty. See you soon. All right. Take care. Bye. Goodbye.